everyone randy zuckerberg here on crypto cafe where we embrace newcomers and ogs alike to crypto nfts web3 and metaverse it's the hot topic in tech and uh and innovation today and i'm delighted to be able to invite on this podcast the leading thinkers and innovators in the space. Today, I am so delighted to have Andy Chorlian, who is the co-founder and CEO at Fractional, um, doing some really, really exciting innovations in the space. Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. So because this is a virtual metaverse crypto cafe, what are you drinking? Set the scene for for all of us of your, your drink of choice. Yeah, well, so I'm currently in Europe, and so it's a little late for a coffee, so I'm having some orange wine. It's a little bit different oh, at the cafe. But. I, I had orange wine for the first time recently, and it's uh, it's really like different in an exciting way. Yeah, totally. I There's a place in Brooklyn that I like to go to that has a lot of like experimental wines and stuff, and I got really into orange wines recently. They're fun. They're kind of funky. And is it like 8 million degrees in Europe right now? Yes. So I'm in Madrid and we had most of the heat wave pass us already, but it was the other day, it was a high of like 110. It's currently outside like 103, Uh, but at least it's a dry heat. So it's not humid. It's just really, really hot. A good day to be indoors drinking orange wine. Well, Andy, I'm delighted to have you on the podcast today. I would love to hear more about the fractional. Um, maybe you can explain a little bit to our listeners about what it is and and the founding story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess to give a tiny bit of background as to how I got into NFTs, because I think it's pretty helpful. Uh, I, I kind of jumped in during like the NBA Top Shot kind of craziness. I was working in on Ethereum and in crypto prior to that, but mostly in the more like DeFi side of things. Um, but back then, a lot of people who were coming into NBA Top Shot in particular and NFTs were pooling together funds to buy really expensive NFTs together. And I kind of thought, well, I, th- I feel like there should be a better way to do this. You know, we can use kind of some of the decentralized and trustless technology that we have to make a platform to enable this kind of all. Uh, naturally. And so that was kind of the starting idea. And then from there, it's really evolved into a platform that kind of brings people together to form these little micro communities around a particular NFT or a small set of NFTs and kind of allows you, you know, democratized access to, you know, crypto punks and all these things that have gotten astronomically expensive and kind of out of the reach of the general public. What are, what are some of the most interesting things that you've seen people pooling resources to to buy or anything that's surprising you? Yeah, that's a good question. I think one of the things that I didn't expect that's been really, really cool has been um, people using Fractional as a platform for fundraising for charities and different things like that. Uh, so for example, during uh, kind of the peak of... Um, you know, crypto Twitter and the general public rallying around Ukraine, uh, there was a Ukrainian flag that was auctioned off 
uh, on Zora, I think, and people pulled together funds and it was all the proceeds were going to be donated to Ukraine. And I, I want to say they raised just under seven million dollars uh, for that through Fractional. And that was really, really cool and kind of something that I never expected to see happen. It wasn't really even a use case that I envisioned. That that's truly amazing, and, and you're right. It is such a perfect tool for that. Um, always always exciting when people use your product in, in different ways. Um, what what was it like getting the product off the ground? And was there a specific moment you can point to that you're like, wait, I think this like could actually be successful? Yeah. So it was it was actually a pretty chaotic launch. We, uh, you know, we got really really lucky with. The timing that we went live. So, our our version one of the protocol went live uh, in late July of last year. So we're just getting close to the one year anniversary, and it was a period of time where there was it was real NFT mania. Things were kind of going really crazy, and so we saw some really nice traction almost right out of the gate, which you know is super rare. We were so fortunate for that. Um, and you know, I could I could lie and tell you that we intentionally timed it for that, but we didn't. It was just it was pure luck. Um, but a few weeks after we launched, there was uh, a group purchase of a zombie CryptoPunk that really kind of like took crypto Twitter. At the time, it was much smaller people, but took crypto Twitter by storm. Of everyone bought fractions of this zombie CryptoPunk, and they were making it their profile picture, and kind of everyone was in this token gated chat talking about it and talking about how fun of an experience it was and how cool it was. And that was definitely a moment where I was like, oh, you know, this is a real thing that people are getting excited about. We didn't have to, you know, give them any ulterior motives or incentives to do it. They're just really excited to be a part of this. It's, that's really exciting. Um, what What are you seeing right now obviously the space has has temporarily cooled off just a little bit the entire market is in a bit of a downturn um what what's the general temperature on nfts and group buying and and where do you see things going yeah that's a great question i think the biggest thing that has happened and that's really affected us over the last year has been the emergence of utility and kind of actual use cases for nfts a lot of kind of the way that we built our platform and what we were thinking about was more just purely collect collector items like art blocks and crypto punks and stuff that you just buy because you think it looks cool. Um, and now we've seen that obviously a million new projects that all have interesting ways that you can use them, whether it's, you know, the board apes and all the metaverse stuff they're building or nouns and voting on governance for different things. And so a big kind of shift that we're seeing and something that we're trying to accommodate is people wanting to be able to, if they own a fraction of an NFT, unlock a fraction of the utility of that NFT. And so that's been the biggest kind of thing that we've seen and kind of requests from our users over the last couple of months of things as things have cooled down. That's It's so interesting and in that it's a that's an exciting and an interesting challenge about how to 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 do that. What 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 are you thinking? Yeah, it is really exciting and it definitely challenging. And I think it's one of the things that is really cool about NFTs that are really crypto native. Um, because if you kind of compare it to a traditional real world item that you would 
you know, maybe own with a group of people, it's actually way easier to kind of do this stuff if it's all on the blockchain because everyone actually has access to it. You know, if you if you and your friends all own a painting, you still have to hang it in someone's house. Uh, but if you own an NFT that's on the blockchain, everyone can see it. Everyone can look at the smart contract it exists in. Um, and so that's kind of a fun a fun part of this is we can really actually unlock some of that utility. And so let's say, you know, I, there's little things like using it as your profile picture on Twitter and different small things like that. Uh, but it can even go a lot deeper than that where say you have uh, an in-game asset for like a video game. And maybe if you own 10% of it, you can borrow that asset and go and use it in the game. And so now you can have these like super rare items or really powerful things that a bunch of people can all kind of share and own together. Um, and there's a lot of fun stuff like that. And obviously the space is still really, really new when it comes to all of this. And a lot of the ideas around utility are all kind of theoretical. Uh, and so a lot of what we're focusing on now is just trying to make sure that we're building to be able to kind of accommodate whatever twists and turns come because things always change so fast in crypto. Absolutely. For anyone who's just joining us, I'm so delighted to be speaking with Andy Chorlian, who's the co-founder and CEO at Fractional. Uh, Andy, I, I'd love to, maybe we can go back in time a little bit to kind of the, the first moment that you got excited about crypto and Web3. I know you mentioned that Ethereum was kind of your gateway into the space, but uh, do you remember what, what kind of that first moment was that, that caught your attention? Yeah, I actually, I do. It's a pretty funny story. I feel like everyone has a funny story of how they got into this stuff. <laughs> but for me, I was a year out of college. It was like early 2017. And I was wanting to buy some Bitcoin so I could deposit it into an offshore sports gambling book because I didn't want to give them my credit card. And so I like looked, downloaded Coinbase and saw that they had Bitcoin and Ethereum and I think Litecoin at the time. And I was like, oh, I actually don't really know what any of this is. And I, you know, ended up never actually depositing any money into the sports book, but instead I like spent all night reading the Ethereum white paper and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is really interesting. And I was pretty immediately hooked from there. Um, I was kind of at the point where I was looking for a new job anyways. And I basically totally pivoted my job search and everything. It's just like, I don't care what I'm doing. I just have to be doing something kind of building in the crypto space and doing something there because it's too interesting not to. Mm, I love that so much. And now, so uh, give us a look through your wallet. Um, Cause I feel like you, you learn a lot about someone with what's in, in their wallet, either tokens or NFTs. Like what are a few of the highlights of what you've collected? Yeah. So uh, I definitely, like I've talked about Ethereum is kind of like my first thing that I really got into in crypto. Um, but I, I very much so try to be open-minded and try different blockchains and kind of experiment with everything because I think it's just the right way to go about things. Um, but then as far as NFTs and all of that, my, like I said, my kind of gateway into NFTs in particular was NBA Top Shot. I'm a really big basketball fan. And that was my kind of first experience where I bought an NFT. And it wasn't just because I thought maybe the price was going to go up, but I just really wanted that NFT. And, you know, it was a player that I liked. And that was kind of a, a light bulb moment for me. And so I still really enjoy and have a lot of NBA Top Shot stuff. Uh, and then alongside that, I really like collecting a lot of the more like, I guess, OG is kind of a funny word because nothing's really that old here, but a lot of the older stuff, like uh, I'm lucky enough to have gotten a CryptoPunk when they were pretty cheap, um, some art blocks and stuff like that. I have a Fidenza that I really like. Um, and then I like to, I'm actually a really big fan of 
PFPs and that kind of whole genre in a lot of ways. I feel like they kind of get a bad rap sometimes, um, but I have doodles and Azukis and a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, to me, just the idea of these NFTs that can kind of act as your virtual identity in a way is really fun and exciting. Absolutely. Um, any uh, kind of wild moments in your crypto journey that that you feel like when you write a memoir one day, that those stories are going to make it in? <laughs> I mean, definitely. Uh, probably the craziest one. And this is, so this is going to be taking a bit of a jump back in time to when I was, I was working prior to NFT stuff uh, at a DeFi protocol called MakerDAO. And uh, for those who are not aware, MakerDAO is like a decentralized lending protocol. And during the, when COVID first started, uh, I was living in London at the time with my girlfriend, now fiance, and she, the COVID, like the market crashed really, really bad one day, um, kind of during like peak COVID hysteria in March of 2020. And basically the entire protocol that we were making kind of stopped working because the market crashed so bad. And it was one of those like, oh my God, run home right now. Like I basically worked for like 48 hours straight trying to patch things and get things to work. Um, but that was probably the most like insane moment I've had in crypto where it was just like really scary. But then once kind of you got through the other side, you were like, wow, if we were able to handle this kind of crazy thing that happened, you can really handle anything. Totally. Well, congrats on weathering that, on your engagement. It, it sounds like things have really uh, taken a lot of steps up since then. Um, Thank you. I, Andy, I was also, I love, I, in my research, I saw that you hired a director of vibes, which I think is like one of the coolest job titles in the space. I know it's inspired a lot of similar hires in the space and other companies. So uh, what I'd love to hear what this role entails and what you were thinking. Yeah, it definitely, it was something at the time that just felt right, which was in a certain way where... Uh, the art director of Vibes is uh, a pseudonymous person on Twitter named Dees. Um, he, at the time, both both he and I were, uh, you know, relatively small crypto Twitter accounts. I knew him through just NFT collecting. We would go back and forth, talk about stuff. Um, and at the time, he maybe had eight or nine thousand followers on Twitter. Now he has like two hundred fifty thousand. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Things have really changed <laughs> awesome. there, but. What we really, what we wanted was a, a more appropriate word for what it means to kind of be a part of the community and make sure that we're, everything that we're doing is like real and authentic and something that's relatable. I think that's such an important part of crypto that uh, people don't, I think people are starting to recognize it, but it took a long time is that when you have these projects and these things that kind of everyone owns together and everyone's participating in this, in the conversation it's really, really important to be authentic and to have people feel like they know the team and they know what they're doing and that um, they also vibe with the stuff that they're doing. And so the goal is to bring Ds on to basically act one as an external person who can talk with the community, host Twitter spaces, and generally just someone who's a really nice guy, great time to talk to. And then also someone internally where when we have an idea or something like maybe we're not sure about a decision, someone we can lean on and say, hey, we know you're super deep in the space. We really value your opinion. Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this is the right approach? Or do you think there's something else we should do? Well, 
I love it. And I think especially in, in a market as volatile as this, where emotions run hot and uh, it, it's a really important hire. Um, Andy, in our final minutes together, I'd love to hear just your your thoughts for the future of the space, what you're excited about, what's keeping you up at night, what what's on your mind as we go forward. Yeah, I think I'm I'm really, really excited to see kind of what the next phase of NFTs has in store where we're, I think we're going to see a lot of significantly more kind of developed and thought out games and metaverse projects and just individual projects themselves that are going to have really interesting, unique utility or ways to utilize them. Uh, and I'm super excited for that because I, I think that's where you see really great innovation when you have just tons of random new projects that have been cooking up over this kind of lull of time. Uh, I think we're going to see some stuff that really takes people by surprise and that does stuff that we've never really seen before. Absolutely. Well, uh, it's really exciting to hear everything that you're doing, your thoughts on the space. And uh, um, it is it is funny to think that, you know, having only been in the space for a few years, you you really are a true OG in the space. So it's, it's a delight <laughs> yeah. to, to connect with you. Where can people go to follow you and, and keep up with everything that you're building at Fractional? Yeah, my Twitter handle is Andy8052. Uh, people always ask if there's a meaning to those numbers. There isn't. They're just all vertical on a number pad. So they're easy to remember. Um, and then our company's website is fractional.art, A-R-T. Awesome. Well, definitely uh, excited to check it out and, and to follow, keep following you on your journey. Andy, thank you so much for joining me today in the Crypto Cafe. And uh, can't wait to continue to see all the amazing things you're going to do in this space. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Thank you. That was Andy Chorlian, co-founder and CEO at Fractional. Um, I, I love everything we were talking about with his director of Vibes Hire, his thoughts on, on how we can all pool together to make more value in the space and utility. Tune in next week for a brand new episode here on the Crypto Cafe, where I speak with all of the leaders in the space of Web3, Metaverse, NFTs, crypto, uh, and bring to you knowledge for experts and beginners alike. I'm Randy Zuckerberg. Thanks so much for joining me. Talk soon.